Hello, I'm Emma Louise Coffey and you're welcome to the Dairy Edge, the Chagas Dairy Podcast. We're bringing you the latest information, insights and opinion to improve dairy farm performance. On this week's episode, we are talking about taking proactive steps to manage grass with continued high levels of grass growth. I'm joined by Michal O'Leary from Pasture Base Ireland and grassland researcher Elodie Ruel. And I started by asking Michal about the grass situation on farm today. Grass growth condition has been good over the last week or 10 days, I suppose. So um, looking at pasture-based figures, current average farm cover is somewhere around 780 uh, kilos of dry matter per hectare um, and just over 200 kilos um, per hectare or per livestock unit. Um, growth rate of roughly about 77 and demand of 60. So I suppose there is, at the moment, in Louise, there is a good surplus on farms. We're growing about 17, 18 kilos above our demand and our cover per cow is probably a bit high to, to where we'd like to see it this time of the year. Where we'd like to see this time of year? You're saying it's around 200. What's our target? So I suppose we're now, I suppose, start of June, we'd be probably hoping to have a cover per livestock unit of between 160 to 180. So I suppose we are well ahead of that target. Um, coming back to just simple terms, I suppose we're looking for about 10 days grass in front, in front of the herd of cows at, at the moment. And I guess if, I suppose, for farmers on a personal level, it was a little bit dry there in May. People were probably a little bit anxious that we might see a repeat of last year. What would you say to those farmers? Yeah, I suppose over the last uh, 10 days, again, we the weather has been quite broken. So I suppose there was talks of drought, all right. Uh, May was, was exceptionally dry in, in certain parts of the country. But I suppose up to last night um, would have got a... All over the country, um, there was high rainfall. Um, so I think this is definitely going to drive on growth for the next week to, to, to two weeks. Um, so I suppose action needs to be taken straight away. What action are we taking? So the first thing, I suppose, is to go just to walk your farm. Um, if, if you're using the likes of Pasture Base Ireland, um, do a farm cover to see where, where do you lie as regards cover per livestock unit. Um, have a look at your growth rates and then probably take action. Um, one of the big things I, I would be telling farmers, I suppose, or, or kind of advising farmers is to have a look at your, your pre-grazing yield and not to leave that go over 1,500 at this time of the year. So ideally grazing covers um, 13, 14, 1,500 kilos of dry matter at two and a half, three leaf stage. Um, I suppose it changes very rapidly at the moment. Um, we say if our average growth rate is somewhere around 77 kilos, um, we will have individual paddocks on a particular farm growing maybe double that. Um, so I suppose it, they're the paddocks to, to watch out for and um, to take them out as quick as possible as surplus silage if, if they do go beyond the 1500 mark. And I guess, you know, with those far, those paddocks on the farm that are growing at a very high rate, I think we need to be fairly proactive with those in terms of, I suppose, questioning their suitability for cows, um, particularly milking cows, in terms of, you know, their stem creeping in there. Are you seeing an effect on farms where they're grazing those heavier stemmy type swords? Yeah, I suppose uh, I've been out, I suppose, with a couple of discussion groups there over the last few days. And I suppose comments coming back is, I suppose, that grass is getting stemmy and as a result, proteins are coming back slightly. So I suppose I suppose one of the main um, objectives or one of the main outcomes of one um, one discussion group was that the, the horse farmer had to take out a number of paddocks in front of the cows and get them back into the right cover in around 1,300 kilos. Um, so I suppose it's important, I suppose, as well um, to walk your farm even twice a week, um, especially we're heading into peak growth rates now at the moment. And 
um, I suppose, a, a new feature in the last couple of months on the Grass 10 uh, newsletter is predicted growth rates. Based on the growth rates for next week, would you be confident with the advice you're giving us? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So Elodie has been working on the grass growth model there in Moorpark um, and she's uh, currently running this model on 40 commercial farms and I suppose she's coming back there with a growth rate for next week, um, second week of June, in around 80 kilos of dry matter on average. Um, so definitely our farm, if, if we keep going the way we're going, our farm cover next week is even going to be higher than it is today. Um, so I suppose that 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 gives us confidence, I suppose, to take out to take out these paddocks and to get um, to get our cows eating good quality um, grass. And I suppose in three weeks' time, these paddocks will be back. They'll be nice after grass, excellent quality. Cows are going to like it, and as a result, they're going to produce a lot of milk and good quality milk off it as well. So I suppose just to recap, in terms of the action we're taking, get out and walk the farm. And, and you're targeting two times per week. Yeah. We're looking at identifying those heavy covers and taking them out as bale silage and ensuring we're grazing a cover of 1,500 or less. Yeah, that would be, be a good summary, yeah. And I suppose it's just important as well that these paddocks that um, that you are taking off for, for surplus silage, it might be important maybe to get out dirty water to them or maybe to spread a compound um, because I suppose... What we've seen in, in farms is that um, these taking off these surplus bales is a big drain on soil fertility, um, especially uh, K. So I suppose to, to get out with, with your compound or a bit of slurry uh, just after cutting them and try to, to get the grass back growing again. Before we look at the overall grass picture from 2019, let's hear from Elodie, who Michal mentioned a few moments ago about her grass growth prediction model. To predict grass growth, we're using, first of all, the weather. So historical to know what happened before, but also the forecast weather. Uh, we're predicting grass growth on 40 farms, so each individual farm has uh, a forecast for their own farm. Uh, then we're using the soil also. So the soil it can be either a navy soil or a more free drainage soil. soil. And then, um, so then you have the biomass. So to predict grass growth each day, basically for each paddock on each farm, we calculate a potential growth. That potential growth depends on solar radiation and the biomass on each paddock. And then that potential growth is uh, decreased depending on the temperature. If it's either too cold or too warm, uh, there is less growth on the nitrogen availability in the soil and also of the water availability in the soil. So if there is not enough water in the soil, it's going to decrease. So Elodie, you mentioned 40 farms. Where are these farms located? So those farms are all across the country. We try to spread them out as much as possible. And uh, the criteria to keep, well, to select those farms was uh, farmers which were uh, recording cover regularly. So more than 30 cover last year and also which were uh, recording fertilizer application. And that's on a weekly basis or what? Yeah, weekly. Ba- well, right now they are recording fertilizer application each week for us. And you mentioned for these 40 farms, there is an individual um, weather forecast. You know, how are you predicting that? So Meteran is sending me um, a weather forecast for each of those 40 farms for seven days in advance. 
Um, so I gave them the GPS coordinate of those 40 farms and Meta, and it's sending me the specific forecast for those 40 farms. And I, I know, you know, we often laugh about the weather is very unpredictable in Ireland and sometimes the forecast is very wrong. Um, how accurate have you seen them to be in terms of forecasting? I know it's a quite a short period, seven days. Yeah, well, it depends. Uh, most of the time it's very good for the two or three first days. And then the further away you go, the more the, the weather is unpredictable. So that's always a problem, yeah. And then in, in terms of soil type, you're, you're referring to kind of a heavier soil versus a sandy soil. So I suppose, is that a kind of an indication of soil moisture deficit? Yeah, exactly. That's what would be. So, exactly so, that, so I yeah. guess in a year like last year, I mean, your heavier soils are probably, you know, are going to be growing more grass. Exactly. So your heavier soil, we keep growing while the more free draining, well, drier soil, so more sandy soil would have stopped growing way earlier due to the lack of the water in the soil. And when you refer to biomass then um, and radiation, talk us through where there's a heavier cover or more biomass on a paddock. Do you expect to see more or less growth from radiation? Exactly. So basically there's an interaction between, so there's two, in the potential growth, there's either the biomass, so the higher the biomass, the higher will be the growth on the paddock, the potential growth anyway. And same thing with the solar radiation. So the more sun you're going to have during the day, the more your potential growth will be. Okay. In terms of nitrogen, you're predicting the amount of nitrogen going to be spread or that has been spread in the past? Which has been spread. So all I know about the nitrogen and how much nitrogen fertilizer the farmer would have applied since the beginning of the year for each of the paddock. So that gave me a good indication of all, how much how much nitrogen is still in the soil. But I can't know what the farmer is going to do next week. I cannot. I can predict grass growth, but I cannot predict see what the farmer will do. And I suppose then in, in a combination of your nitrogen and your soil type, do you account for background nitrogen or is it just what farmers are spreading? Well, there is also, the model is predicting uh, mineri- mineralization and immobilization also. So that's taking into account in the model too. Okay, excellent. And then you're referring to, you know, um, the grass cover and the nitrogen on a paddock basis. So then and then you give us an overall farm figure. Would that be right? Yeah. So what I try to do is um, I check which, which paddock were considered for the previous week in pasture base to calculate the grass growth into pasture base. And I use the same paddock to predict the grass growth for the following week. So let's say that if paddock are in silage, they won't be in the prediction. When we look at farms across the country, there are some farms that are measuring, you know, on a Monday that might that's generally yeah. a popular day, the first day of the week to get the job done. Um, but like, you know, some farmers will do it on, say, a Wednesday. Yeah. Your what day are you predicting so, a farm to grow? So I'm predicting Monday to Sunday. From OK, the, yeah. so, so technically, then, if if I'm measuring on a Wednesday, it's not going to be 100 percent accurate. Exactly. For me. It's gonna, not going to be exactly the same, because if it was growing a lot during Monday and Tuesday, and very badly the next Monday and Tuesday it will be. So the prediction will be overestimated. And I guess with any of these uh, predictions, like this is a prediction, so it's not a 100% uh, science, there is going to be, um, I suppose, inaccuracies and it might be slightly out. So if you, if you say predicted for next week we're going to grow 80 kilos dry matter, you know, what's the variation there that you have seen over the last couple of weeks and months? I would say plus minus 10, 15 kilos like. And what are the varying factors that 
are changing that? So apart from obviously uh, no model are perfect, but you have a big impact of the weather forecast. So for example, if it's predicted to be a very sunny day tomorrow and it's actually raining for the full day, your your growth, the model would have over predicted the growth. And there is also the fact that I don't know what will what the farmer will do next week, so where he will spread nitrogen, which paddock will be cut, which paddock will be taken into account. So that's a big variation on that point. I think it's an excellent tool, Elodie. Um, you know, when I when I think about what grass is growing on the farm next week, you know, do I look back at last year or do I look back at an average of two or three years to get a good indication? So I think this is a really fabulous planning tool that we can use um, going forward in terms of, I suppose, the grass in the cow's diet and, and maybe what supplement we need to put in. Um, I, I guess you're going to be at the open day um, in the coming weeks. Um, I think you've answered a lot of our questions, but maybe if anyone has a further burning question, you'll be available. In yeah, the, I will be there. Yeah, you'll in be the pasture-based tent, I think, yeah. To finish up this week's episode, Michal gives us an overall picture of grass trends for the year to date. Yeah, so I suppose um, it has been an excellent year for, for grass growth. Um, 2019 um, will we'll be one to remember so far anyway. Um, so I suppose at the moment, um, majority of farmers are, are in their fourth rotation. Um, some, some of them are starting the, their fifth. Um, roughly about uh, five to six tonne of grass is grown on average um, on these farms, which is probably about a tonne ahead of, of this time last year. Um, so I suppose it, it's, it, I suppose the more paddocks that you take out and, and the more paddocks that you graze and, and you speed up the rotation, the more grass you're going to grow. So I suppose it is important that your rotation linked is, is, we'll say, 18 to 20 days. And I suppose just one way of calculating that, I suppose, is, is to divide uh, the area that you are grazing per day into the total area that's available for grazing. And you can calculate your rotation linked according to that. And, and if you are, we'll say, 24, 25 days, I suppose, it, it is another indication that maybe you might have too much grass on your farm. And, and again, to ideally, to measure and put your details into pasture base. Um, but definitely, if you can walk your farm, add up how many days grass you have on your farm, you'll get a good indication then as well of, of where you stand. Just just to repeat on that, that's an interesting one I've never heard before, Michal. In terms of your rotation length, how do you suggest we calculate it? Yeah, so if you divide the area that you're, that you're grazing per day into the area that's available for grazing, you'll get your rotation, your rotation length there. Um, so again, the, the target for this time of the year is somewhere around 20 days, but again, depending on growth, it could be as low as 17. Um, so I suppose 20 is only a guide. Okay, excellent. That's great. Thank you, Michal. Thanks, Emma-Louise. That's it for this week's episode of the Dairy Edge podcast. And my thanks to Michal O'Leary and Elodie Ruel for joining me on this week's show. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. And for more information, go to the Chagas website at chagas.ie. I'm Emma-Louise Coffey and join me next time for your Dairy Edge. <laughs>